what began as an experiment to bring my 11-year-old daughter into my business has evolved into Our Young Creators, a podcast, a training center, and a movement dedicated to equipping kids with real-world marketable skills so that they can fund their own brighter futures. We're here to inspire you to turn consumption time on devices into creation time and use technology as a tool to bond and not bicker with your kids. Join us each week as we share the inner workings of our partnership and bring you stories from guests of all ages and from all walks of life on our quest to nurture and to celebrate our young creators. Welcome back to Our Young Creators, the podcast. Today, we're kicking off a brand new series on Wednesdays called What If. You may remember that we previously did a series, a four-part series on What If right here at the podcast. And this new What If series is all about what if and celebrating our young creators. Now, this new series is inspired by the journey that we all take on creating something to share with the world. These creators are of all ages, and we're specifically wanting to dive in to the inspiration that led them to become their own creators. We'll share the ups and downs of what the creation process looks like for all of these guests. And the sole purpose of this new series is to get you, my friends, thinking about and asking yourself the question, what if? What if I turned my side hobby into my career? What if I choose to share my message in a bigger way with a podcast? What if I were to bring my kids into my business? There are so many different ways to create, but this series is really dedicated to inspiring you, equipping you with some new ideas, and giving you the resources in these guests so you can reach out to them if their story inspires you to become a creator. I can't wait to hear what you think about this new series. Please reach out to me. And if you are raising creators and would love to share your stories, I would absolutely love to invite you to be a guest right here on the podcast. If you head to ouryoungcreators.com forward slash 
podcast, you can just click on the Be Our Guest link and apply to be our next creator that we celebrate right here on What If Wednesdays. Welcome back to Our Young Creators, the podcast. Today, we are starting a brand new series celebrating young creators near and far. Our first family today, I think you're going to be amazed by because this little family is doing awesome things together, creating memories and creating a way to fund their kids' adventures. Hi, guys. Could you all introduce yourselves to all of our listeners out there? Say your names. Dana, Matthew, Joshua. And Caleb is missing right now, and I'm the mom. I'm Esther. Awesome. I'm so glad you guys are here. And before we started, we were just recounting the story of how we connected because one of our mutual friends that we both met online connected us together because she wanted to celebrate you guys and what you are doing with your family. So can you tell us a little bit about what it is you guys are creating together? Joshua, you want to start us off? Sure. Okay. So what is it that you love to create? I make cardboard, um, shields, uh, PVC swords, duct tape swords, PVC and duct tape swords. Amazing. And where did that idea come from? We are studying the medieval period in school this year. Awesome. That's very cool. And once you make all those things, what do you do with them? We put them all together and wait for the fourth Saturday in every month and go to our mall and go to a kid's market where all the kids can sell stuff that they make themselves. That sounds like such an amazing festival. And one day I'm going to come and see you guys at your booth because that is so special that your community does that for all of the kids. Good job. All right. Matthew, can you tell us what you like to create? Um, aromatherapy sniffers. Awesome. How did you get that idea? People are usually sick in the winter and don't feel well. And so how do these sniffers help them? Um, some, are, some help the germs stay away from them and some help the germs go away. Amazing. And do you have special ones for the different seasons? What? You have the ones for sniffles and sneezes, and you want uh -huh. to have one for germs. What's the one you have for school? Um, with attention. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good one. I think that's, we all could use a little more of that, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> what made you decide one day that's what I'm going to make and that's what I'm going to be able to put at the market? Um, they were really easy to make and we only had a little bit of time. Okay. 
Some of the best ideas come in short time frames, right? The first Minion Market we found out about with an hour to spare, and that included travel time and lunch. Oh my gosh. I got home and I said, hey, there's a Minion Market. If you guys have anything laying around that you want to sell that you've already created, we can do that. Um, And I said, something fast and easy we could make are the sniffers, which they'd already been using. So Matthew jumped at that chance and he is very fortunate to jump at that chance because now he's known at the Minion Market for making these aromatherapy sniffers and they're one of the best selling things in the entire market. Wow, that is such a great accomplishment. Congratulations. So cool. All right, and Daniel, what is it that you like to create? Rice crispy bars. Oh my goodness. Those are some of my favorite treats. Do you like those too? Is that where the idea came from? You just thought they were yummy and you wanted other people to have them too? Mommy came and he wanted some and he took the last one. Oh no. So you had to make more, right? <laughs> Not even rice crispies were out. Yeah, we have to make sure that we keep a stock of all the ingredients, huh? Right. I need marshmallows to make them. Right. You need supplies, right? So that's really what my next question is for all of you. How do you keep track of all of the things you need to make everything for the Minion Market? Do you write it on paper or who does that? Well, we all keep track of our own materials. That's great. Have you talked about budgeting with your materials? Have you guys gotten that far? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? It's coming, I bet. When you need more sniffers, how much do you have to pay to get your supplies? Uh, Five. Fifty. Fifteen, not fifty. You pay fifty cents to me for your supplies for every mm-hmm. sniffer that you're going to make. Mm-hmm. Yep. Great. So how did you, so that's a great thing that mom's helping you, right? Cause she's helping you learn how much things cost. And then when you sell them, how much you can make, right? Because you have to replace those supplies once they're all gone. Right. Uh-huh. Daniel, you have to go to the store and buy more, some more marshmallows sometimes. Right. Yeah. And Rice Krispies. And Rice Krispies and Jacob, do you have to go to the hardware store to buy all of your things? Nine? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Occasionally. Occasionally. And Fleet Farm. We normally get uh, about one too many of a couple of things. Dad? So I've got enough to make an unfinished sword. Awesome. Usually. Goes to Rademachers and gets marshmallows for the Rice Krispie bars. Perfect. Hardware store. Right, right. We go to the grocery store to get marshmallows, not the hardware store. The Joshua stuff is at the hardware store and Fleet Farm. Most of the time, we go to Fleet Farm to get his stuff. Oh, okay. Is that a local hardware store? It's a really big um, like farm and home type show or 
store where you can buy anything that's related to the farm or the home. Okay. We have one of those in our town too, because we have chickens that we raise, so we have to go there sometimes too to get them some food. Hmm. We tons of times have to go get our chickens some food. And how many chickens do you have? I don't know. Over 20. 28. Wow. 28. We have 28. 28. Are you in charge of counting all of those chickens? Mm. <laughs> I'm in charge of waking them up every morning and getting the eggs. Oh, yes. That's a very important step. Yeah, we have 10 grown chickens that lay eggs for us. And then we got four more that are kind of between chicks and big chickens. And then we just went and got some more chicks and turkeys. Mm. We love it. Do you guys sell your eggs too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So I love that your whole family is part of the process for creating and selling things. So Esther, I want to come to you for a moment and ask you about this journey you've had together with your kids. Were, was it something that you inspired them to do, or is it just something you always just have done together, create things and do something valuable with them? I'd say it's definitely part of our family culture. Um, you know, it's just fun to create things with your hands. It's part of life. It adds to the flavor of every day. So creating with our hands is part of life and part of our family um, as far as selling, that, that kind of comes in waves. Uh, when Joshua and Caleb were three and five, we did our first, or they had their first paychecks. And for that one, the harvest came. We live surrounded by fields. And um, it was a weird year for corn, and the corn didn't grow exactly right. So the combine missed a bunch of corn. And the farmer, our friend, he told us, you can go out into the field and glean corn. So it was, you know, it was cold. It was the fall. The kids put on their snow pants and their coats. And um, my dad and my husband, everybody went out into the field and they picked corn off the ground. Um, and then we talked to another farmer of ours, our friend of ours, mm -hmm. and he had a really old hand crank um, machine that takes the corn off of the cob. So the boys helped turn that and they got all the corn and then they took it to the local farmers co-op and they sold the corn that they gleaned to the co-op and they got their first paychecks when they were just five and three. So I think it was like seven or nine dollars and then we divided that. We had talked to them about the importance of saving and giving <laughs> back and so they took that very first paycheck and they gave some to the church. They divided it into, you know, their save, spend, and give envelopes or piggy banks. And it kind of started there as far as the making money. And they still love to do it. They've had different projects throughout the years. Um, they made paracord bracelets for a while. Um, they made thin <coughs> blue line ones and sold those via Facebook. Um, wow. Yeah, they've had some good, good adventures, but it comes out of just the availability of what's around. I don't force them to do anything. And, you know, they got sick and tired of doing paracord bracelets. So <laughs> we keep selling those. It's not like I say, oh, you had this idea, you're making money, you're going to keep doing it. Um, we want to make sure that everything is always enjoyable. Absolutely. And I want to ask you boys, how did it feel 
when you got that first paycheck? Uh, well, I was only five. That was five years ago. So I don't remember much from then, but I do know that it felt good. I would imagine, yeah, that first paycheck is a, is a big deal. Do you think all kids your age get paychecks? Maybe. They could be, right? Like maybe the kids who are going to come on the show make paychecks. But I think there's lots of kids who would love to do what you're doing to make those paychecks. We'll have more with the Yunkin family right after this quick message from today's sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible, where listeners of this podcast can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash ouryoungcreators. Now, this free audiobook download and trial comes at a perfect time as we kick off our very first digital book club on June 1st, 2018. Our first listen is going to be Brendan Burchard's Life's Golden Ticket. Now, you can grab this book for free in preparation for the kickoff of our book club, and you can also get a full 30-day trial at Audible. Audible is my new favorite way to consume books, especially on the go. Head over to audibletrial.com slash ouryoungcreators. And now, back to the show. Do you have any advice for other kids who love to make things, but they're not sure what to do with them? Yeah, make something that you can, you can enjoy making and try to make a lot of them. Try to get to like a local craft market, something like that, and set up something. That is really good advice. I love that you said find something that you like doing because that, my friend, is something that adults sometimes struggle with, right? We do things like jobs that we don't necessarily like all the time, but we know we need to. But when we're able to find something that we love to do, and then, then for me, I love to be able to find other kids who are creating and talk to them because that brings me so much joy to be able to share your stories with the rest of the world. Esther, for the moms listening to the show out there, if they have kids that are loving this idea of creation, what advice would you give to them to get them to that next step of maybe starting to sell those things? Well, in my health coaching business and in life, I found that the simpler, the better. So if you're already on Facebook, then just post a picture of what your kids are making. You know, I took one of the photo collage apps and I put together a couple pictures of Joshua and Caleb as they were making their paracord bracelets and then one of them held it up. And so in that picture, everybody of course likes and comments on pictures of kids. <laughs> so they saw the picture of the kids and, and then I limited it to just 10 so that number one, we could see what the interest was and number two, I didn't want it to turn into a job. I wanted it to be something fun. 
So um, actually when they filled those 10 orders, they were done. <laughs> like they didn't have the desire to make more, but that was the key is keep it simple. We were already on Facebook. I'm already used to posting pictures. So that was an easy avenue. So definitely number one tip is keep it simple and keep it enjoyable. I guess that's two tips. <laughs> that is such good advice because I think when it comes to being able to support our kids, parents, we sometimes make it more difficult than it needs to be. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be rocket science. I love that you took a tool like Facebook that you were already using, you knew how to use it, you weren't learning something brand new to be able to help them on this journey. And then you were able to gauge interest. So you didn't make thousands of these and then try to sell them, which is what lots of people do. You just made a couple to see if people were interested and then you were able to sell out of them. So first of all, I have to say congratulations because that is a really big deal and that's setting you up for success as you grow older. So nice job. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. What is the plan for the next Minion Market? Are you selling the same things or something different? Same things. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same things. Okay. The next Minion Market, our local mall is very, very small. Our town is a teeny tiny town. Um, but the next market, there's also, I think it's a citywide garage sale indoors at the mall. So wow. we're hoping for a bigger turnout. Um, some of the things that the boys have been selling haven't been big sellers. Um, so our thought is with this next one, there's going to be a lot more people. We'll see how the interest is. Mm -hmm. And then if there's still no interest, then the two boys who haven't really sold very much, they're probably going to change what they create for okay. May's Minion Market. Yes, and I love that it's an economics lesson, supply and demand, about being able to test things out, figure out things that you love, see what people, how they react to them, and then keep going or make a change. So boys, I have to tell you, your mom is helping you learn really valuable skills. So when you get older and maybe you'll start your own businesses, these same lessons are gonna be what you're gonna use in your own businesses to help you decide what you're going to sell and how you're gonna sell it, and if you need to change what you're selling. Boys, let me ask you this. Do you know what you want to be when you grow up? Farmer. A farmer. Thank you, Mr. Farmer. My hat is off to you because that's such an important job. Police. Policeman. Oh my gosh. You guys, this is awesome. A policeman, they do really important work too, right? Awesome. What's a police dog? Oh, are you going to train those dogs? Probably our aunt is. Your aunt? Does your aunt train dogs? Yeah, yes. she trains police dogs. Oh my gosh! That is so cool. Rebecca. Her name's uh, Rebecca. Rebecca trains police dogs. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's a really important job too. Holy smokes, you guys are blowing me away here. Toy designer. Ooh, that could be so fun. I think when you're older and you have your toy factory, I think your friends are going to want to say, oh, that is the coolest job. He gets to go play with toys all day. Lego designer. Oh, yes. Lego designer. 
so much fun. You guys have such big ideas and big dreams. And I just love when I meet kids, especially kids who are so young, who have such big dreams, because that makes me so excited about what the future holds. And so I love that when I get old, you guys are going to be out there creating awesome things for the world. <laughs> for sure. Esther, do you have any last minute advice again for parents on the creation process? Because I don't know if you hear this question, but I know that I get this question a lot. People always want to know where the ideas come from and how to support their kids. And they may not think they're creative. What would you tell to a parent who thinks they are not very creative, but they want to inspire that in their kids? Well, thankfully, we live in an age when there's information all over. Um, Matthew saw my crochet hooks back a couple months ago, and I learned how to crochet when I was probably, you know, middle school. I don't remember how to do it, but thankfully, YouTube knows how. <laughs> so you don't have to be creative to have creative kids or to inspire that or even teach it. Just pull up a tutorial. Um, when Joshua and Caleb wanted to make duct tape weapons and, you know, get into that medieval period, uh, we found books at the library and there was one about making duct tape weapons with PVC. So again, there was, there was help. There's always help. You don't have to feel like it's all on your shoulders. And most of the stuff that kids want to create, you can do it fairly economically with, um, you know, just small investments. Like when he wanted to learn how to crochet, I had yarn laying around. Otherwise it's like what $2 for a skein of yarn. It's not bad. PVC pipe is pretty cheap. Um, I found that most of the stuff that they want to create, we can do very simply. We don't have a big budget in our house. We have four kids, you know? So finding things that we can do that are just laying around, paper and tape and duct tape and all of that, you can do a lot with those supplies. That is really, really great advice. And it really reflects what you said before about keeping it simple. It doesn't have to be hard. And we literally have the tool to help us with our kids and inspiring creativity at the tip of our fingers, most of us, or in our back pocket. It is right there. And that's so representative of what we try to do here at Our Young Creators about using technology in an intentional manner. And in this case, the intention is to help our kids dream bigger, give them opportunities to see what else is out there, and then help to inspire that by providing them simple tools and resources they can use to create to their heart's content. For sure. I love it. Well, guys, I so want to thank you for being here and being my first family on this new series all about kids and their creations and how you guys are changing the world. Daniel, Matthew, and Joshua, and Esther, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be here with me today and to inspire other families to start creating and serving the world in a big way. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We only have two grown-ups. Only two grown-ups, a mom and a dad? I love it. Well, you guys are so awesome. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. You're very welcome. It was my absolute pleasure. And I 
can't wait to see more pictures of all of your creations. Will you make sure your mom posts those? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would love to share those too. Awesome, awesome. Where should people go to look at those pictures? Mm. Facebook or online. Okay, Facebook. Okay. On Facebook, if you go to the Why Not Gift Shop, they um, they have a Facebook page, and they're the ones who host our local minion market. And any pictures that we do at the market, we make sure to put, you know, to tag them, so you'd be able to see our pictures at the Why Not Gift Shop. Hi, mom. Hi, dad. I may be little now, but I know I'm meant to do something big on this planet. I want to share my story. I want to learn skills now that can help me create a brighter future for myself, and I want to use technology to do it. I want to use technology to create, not just consume. I want to use technology to bond with you and not have it be something we bicker over constantly. I want to become a podcasting family so we can capture our adventures, document my growing up, and to share with others. Want to know more? Head to www.aryoncreators.com slash podcasting family. I'm ready to spend more time with you and create. Are you with me? Visit www.aryoncreators.com slash podcasting family.